Change is hard. It's even harder when it impacts an entire organization. How do you embrace a culture of change and elevate the employee voice? And how do companies initiate positive experiences with their employees? In this episode of Privately Speaking with KPMG, host and KPMG audit partner Erica Whitmore talks with Leela Shin and Michelle Kent, principals in KPMG's advisory practice, to discuss organization transformation in more detail. Well, I'm very excited to have these two lovely ladies here today, um, Michelle and Leela, and we are going to talk about organizational transformation today, or culture. Maybe that's um, a lot of what this is about, Um, but so really excited to have you both here today, and I'm going to let you both introduce yourselves uh, really briefly, and Michelle, start with you. All right, so Michelle Kent, um, I have been with KPMG for for 13 years, almost 13 years, and I help our clients focus on the people side of transformation. Um, So helping them achieve their business outcomes, but thinking about the people component, how we make that change experience the best experience it can be, and how we get the most um, from the talent in an organization. Great, Leela? Hi, my name's Leela. Um, been around uh, KPMG almost as long as Michelle has, um, but also very passionate about uplifting the employee voice, um, the experiences that matter the most to ensure that you're getting the best out of your people as well, um, but that you're also retaining them given, you know, all of the things that are going on in the world today um, and making sure that their experiences in the workplace are the best that they can be. Perfect. Well, thank you both for being here. I really appreciate your time. And I'm going to refer to a thought piece um, throughout this session that both Michelle and Leela were involved in in crafting. And I think it's got a really, uh, it's got a lot of good nuggets um, of information. I think that will ring true to those who are listening and also things to think about. It's called Redefining the Rules of Organizational Transformation. I wanted to start towards the end of the piece. And, and there, was, there was a discussion about looking at everything that you do through an employee lens. And I really want to hear your thoughts on that and, and maybe dig into that just a little bit deeper, because I think a lot of organizations try to do that, including KPMG. But I, I think I, I just think that that's a wonderful way to look at, you know, how we're trying to change and maybe how things have changed over the last couple of years. And Michelle, maybe you can start. Yeah, well. I like starting there because it's actually kind of starting with the end in mind, which is how do we make the employee experience better um, and kind of change change how we do things um, and, and change the experience of change itself. So, you know, our, our talent's everything, but if, if we focus on that a lot more, we're going to get the outcomes that we want. Um, and then you kind of sort of back up and say, well, how do we design things and make improvements or changes that make that experience better? We're going to achieve those those outcomes. Um, and it's, it's a lot more fun to do it that way. I think the other thing is if you want to move faster and, and we have the hypothesis that, you know, organization's competitive advantage is going to be its ability and speed to change. If you sure. want to change faster... <laughs> You could make that experience of doing the work and being an organization better. People are going to change faster. And I think kind of building off of that, right, I think the employee expectation is higher. Um, You know, you see all the stats of the great resignation and 
you know, over 40% are looking for new jobs every day, right? And the number of people have switched jobs. And I, I think with, you know, folks, especially over the last couple of years, trying to really think about, um, you know, what is it that they want out of their life, doing a lot of self-reflection as you're stuck at home <laughs> day right. in and day out, right? That they're expecting different things. I want more flexibility. It's, it's We were able to do that over the last two years. I want, um, you know, different things out of my life. You know, there's, um, things that I've rediscovered that I want a new career. And so I think the experience that you make in the midst of all this change that you're going through in an organization, the expectations are higher from an employee perspective. So if you don't center on the employee voice and really listen to what are the things that are concerning them, what are their pain points, and, and really focusing on making sure that they're brought into that conversation, you, you are going to start to lose more people as you start to try to do more transformations. But in terms of data and how do you get what you need to look at things through the employee lens, right? Whether that's, you know, I know we talked earlier about surveys or are there other ways, right, that that we can really truly understand where employers employees are at today, you know, tomorrow, et cetera, like what level of frequency, how do we how do we know? Yeah, I think, you know, in general, when you think about the data you're collecting, yes, the surveys, and I'm, I'm pretty sure every company over the pandemic has done a lot of those check-ins. I know us as a firm, I think we got multiple every month and every other month, and just to make sure we were feeling, you know, rainy or sunny right. and, and those kind of things. And I think that's important. But again, if you don't dig into the why or get the anecdotal as well, that holistic view of why are people not feeling good? Um, not everyone's going to be in a, in the same place, right? And for the same reason, um, and having those conversations to really round out the data that you're getting possibly from a survey, you're still not going to be able to address the right things um, in order to, to make sure your employees are feeling um, and supported, right? And doing the right things from, from a leadership perspective. Well, and I'll just add during, during times of change, it's really easy to just listen to the loudest voice or the noise. <laughs> and so if you're not using data, you, you're you going to overreact um, or potentially not focus on the right things or really not have an understanding of the entire organization um, and where it's at. That's not to say like sort of fringe or pockets where there's challenges or noise that you shouldn't listen to it, but you need to understand that it's a pocket and maybe just target that group. Um, and so that's why, you know, in our opinion, trying to get that data and do more data-driven insights in regards to the organization and in, in regards to change. It doesn't mean change direction. It just means to do something and maybe do something differently or confirm things are working and recognize different parts of the organization really need different things in the era of digital it's actually much easier to get that da data. And in fact, we've got it, when we do change projects, we've got a tool to help do that, deploy information to you as an individual based on who you are and how things are impacted and get immediate feedback and data in terms of what you need, how you're feeling, how certain things resonate. So we can be a lot more iterative. And that's what data allows us to do is meet people where they're at, recognize those differences and be more iterative in terms of how we change and evolve. And Michelle, the stat that you shared earlier, so I, you've got to give the details because I'll get it wrong, but I thought it was really interesting in terms of people who have left. 
Well, and and this goes back to that experience point that that Leela made of like, right now everybody's trying to figure out, you know, what do I need? What do I want? Like my experience in the world has been really tough. And a lot of experiences at work have been really tough, right? I think with all of the changes, um, people are feeling really overwhelmed, trying to figure out like really what matters from for them professionally. So focus on that experience because recent research has shown people who left looking for something new after six months, six months, about 40% of them didn't get the experience that they wanted. Right. So right. it means two things. One, you can go back and, and maybe attract those. You really can improve the experience. And two, you may be hard-pressed to retain some of those new hires if you aren't focusing on that experience. And, Leela, I, th- I think you had said earlier, too, in addition to the data gathering and the surveys and, and things like that, digital forms, also just being close with your team, right, and checking in and, and asking how they're doing, right? I, I think I shared with you earlier, you know, I, I do ask my teams how they're doing, and I really want to know, right? And those ways of really not just what's the data show, but, like, actually how, how are they feeling, right, is important. And I, I know it's hard, right, because as, as leaders or managers, no matter where you are in the organization, you got a lot going on, right? right? And so capacity to find the time to check in with someone or to check in with your team is when you've got so many other things on your plate and you're just trying to get through the day, you know, can feel like, well, I'll check in with them later. Right. I just, I, I just need to get this one thing done or I need to get this email out. Um, but sometimes those little things can really make an impact on someone. Um, like you were saying, your, your manager and, and that can go a long way to retaining, right. Keeping that person who can continue to be engaged and, Right. And, and really be, um, you know, you know, impactful in the business. So, so the, I think this is a good pivot to trust, right? And I think, you know, how do you build that trust in a, in a completely different way than we did before, right? We, for the most part, many of us were in person in offices together, right? Whether that was at client sites, whether that was at our own office buildings, et cetera. And now it's a combination of some people are more than ever, right, completely remote, or we've been remote for a year and a half or however long it's been. There's hybrid. I know there's some companies that are back in person. There's some companies that never left, right? Those, I think, are fewer. But what are your thoughts on that? Just how how do you build that trust in a completely different environment than we've had in the past? I think one of the the areas that's interesting to think about is, you know, did you really have the trust trust pre-pandemic, right? I think one of the thought pieces that we did recently um, during the pandemic was around this culture of now digital, right? And and how you actually have the right behaviors as you go more digital and, you know, go more remote. And it, it was really about how do you really think about driving more around the values and the behaviors that you're looking for? Because now you can hide behind a screen or, Right. right. You don't have to, you know, see someone's face and someone can just be texting somebody else and it's not noticeable as if you were in person. And so um, I think it's really thinking about as a leader, you know, what's the culture been like? Has it gotten worse or better? Um, I think that's one of the first things to, to drive whether or not you feel like you have trust in your organization. But I think ultimately it's it's how authentic you are as a leader. Right. Being transparent about things, you know, and don't know. Um, it's been pre- pretty proven over the last two years. Nobody really knows what they're doing in terms of, you know, what's next <laughs> and how are we going to, are we going to get out of this or not? Or, you know, right. where the market's right. going to go. I mean, no one can predict these things anymore. So the more authentic you are and the more transparent you are, and then really asking for help in areas that you do want, again, back to that employee voice for people to really 
shape the solution together and shape the outcome together, I think that's really going to drive more trust in how your teams interact with each other and with you. I'll just add, I think that the pandemic was this point in time to actually build more trust, right? You, you actually have more moments now to create that. And I, I think it's during difficult times, during difficult conversations, when you can rise to the occasion and build that trust. And it's, it's through being authentic. It's through admitting you may not know, or even sometimes admitting mistakes. Like, I didn't know. This is the call I, I made, and here's why. And I recognize now that probably wasn't ideal. But here's how I'm going to take it and learn, and now we're going to move forward together. But in difficult times, if you're trying to paint a rosy picture, yeah. it's not always rosy. And that's just going to erode trust. And it it's kind of at those junctures that you can really take it and say, wow, I can do something different. I can be authentic. And the organization's like, I'm going to trust that person because it may be a hard message. It may not be shiny, happy, but they're going to be real and they're going to be truthful. No, exactly. I completely agree. And I, I think the other thing too, that the last few years have taught us and frankly, unfortunately the world continues to teach us, right. Is, is just being ourselves and being vulnerable. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, asking people how they are and really actually caring, you know, not that we didn't care before, but we might care a little more now, right? I mean, I think the there's just a lot of, you know, terrible things that have happened and people have lost a lot of loved ones. And I think we all might actually care a little bit more, right? And it, But that also goes to the employee experience and really wanting to get the most that you can out of work without maybe, you know, working quite as many hours because you want to spend it with your family or doing things that are important to you. Well, um, I think this brings us to, I, I thought this was interesting too, uh, that was in the piece, just the pressure for leaders to take a stand on world political and social events more than ever, right? Not only does it seem like there's been an abundance of that in the last couple of years, but the pressure on leaders to, to respond. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. You know, every organization is going to be different in terms of what makes sense for who they are and culturally. Um, it doesn't always have to be a stance. Sometimes it's just recognition um, as a leader that things are happening and they're going to potentially impact people in the organization. And I think that without that, as a leader, as an organization, you're likely going to create a disconnect with your people because they are still people and they are still impacted in what's happening in the, the world around them and, and you just can't ignore it. Um, and so I think that's kind of finding that balance, but at least doing that either on a, a broad, like true organizational le- level where you're out making announcements or at an individual level, but, but doing something. Yeah, and I think on that individual level, right, I think the first step of that is really awareness. Um, you know, I've been having a lot of conversations, I lead DEI for my, my teams, and um, there, there's a, an interesting conversation of, you know, well, how much is really happening in the world that's impacting everybody on a day-to-day basis outside of the bigger headlines, right? And, and I compiled, a, you know, through the month of March, here's the headlines that impact LGBTQ or, you know, people, um, you know, of different races or different genders. And, and it was astonishing what the mainstream, you know, kind of headlines were saying and how many of them there were. And I, I think it shocked a lot of people of, I had no idea. And so I think as a leader, really taking the time to 
build your awareness to know that these things are happening. Um, and, and then to, again, check in with your teams and make sure they're doing okay. Uh, you know, to Michelle's point, it's sometimes not a stance, but just knowing there's impacts and just making sure employees have a voice to, um, you know, say, hey, you're, you're, you're right, I, I'm not okay. And this is impacting my performance. And it's because I'm distracted. And, you know, and, and so having that safe trust, it goes back to that trust angle of, you know, building that trust as a leader to say, yep, I think that's okay. And if you need to take time, I think that's okay. And I'll just add, I think asking the question, I mean, as leaders, we can't know everything, but when we're out there asking and seeking to understand and like, yeah, how do, how do our people feel about it? I mean, that, that's how we're going to learn more as leaders and, and be able to be more empathetic and, and make sure we're, we're doing the right things or what we can. But if we don't ask, we won't, we won't know. And, and I think you said this earlier and, and might have actually been both of you taking the time to do that. Right. And it, it does take time, but man, the cost of not doing it is, is frankly too high and it's higher than it's ever been. Both of you, if you can, what are, what are your final thoughts that you want to make sure that the audience hears? Yeah, I, I think it's a really tough time to be a leader. You're trying to do everything you can to support your people and the organization, keep things going. And it's, it's really taking its toll on, on leaders. Um, and I think we need to recognize that as leaders. Um, hopefully other people in the organization will recognize that. And then I think we've got to recognize that as one another, right? Leader to leader of how do we support each other? How do we help one another? Um, it's tough to be resilient. Um, and so I think knowing we're in it together um, and helping one another just continue to, to support and in light of all the challenges facing us, keeping our head high and our, our energy and, and knowing we're doing the right things. But, but it's tough. I think in addition to that, right, I think it's just, you know, how do you as a leader, even if you don't know the answer, try to provide clarity in your communications, right, and and just be as clear as possible of, I know there's a lot going on, here's the priority of the day or the week or the month or the year, right, and, and just trying to stick to that so that, again, in the midst of all the chaos of the personal and the world and the work, you know, that there is some you know, North Star you can kind of track to or know what you need to be focused on. Um, again, like a lot of the the premise right now is, you know, there's multiple transformations going on at the same time. And so right. communications are lost and people aren't clear and that leads to burnout. And, you know, there was an article about how the U.S. has this corporate grind culture and it's not okay to take time off and it's always seen as a bad thing. And I had a client today who said, look, I've got a little bit of a cold and pre-pandemic, you would have almost been forced to come in, right, to, to keep working. And now it's okay to, to stay home because nobody wants to see that. So Now, now you almost have to stay home or, or right. nobody okay. wants you to come in. <laughs> I know. And I think some of that needs to stay, right? There are some things that have shifted. And so clarity communications, trying to focus people, um, and really, again, not making it so much of a grind um, that your people burn out because of their confused, I, I think is going to be important as well. Well, thank you both for taking the time today. I, I know my our, our listeners, excuse me, are going to enjoy this. So if you want more information, um, the article that was discussed, which is Redefining the Rules of Organizational Transformation, can actually be found on this podcast's uh, KPMG webpage under related content. So thank you both so much. Really, really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing you both soon. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Privately Speaking with KPMG. 
and be sure to subscribe to this series to be notified of new episodes.